0: All right, welcome to the first episode of the new season of The Punt Return, co-hosted by myself, Josh Wooden. How you going, buddy? Not too bad. Pretty good. And uh, Dr. Daryl Dada from Stats Insider. Welcome, Daryl. How are you going, mate?
1: I'm good, yeah. Good to be back with you guys this year. Um, Looking forward to a good season, both in the betting side and the fancy side.
2: Yep. Yes. Yeah, we we'll, uh, were having a discussion yesterday. How, what do we call you? Is it... <laughs> Is it the Data Doctor or is it Doctor Data? Is that?
1: Um, I don't know. What do we went with? Daryl Dada, or Daryl Doctor Data? Daryl, didn't we last year? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. The Doctor is in. We've got a few kind of Doctor themes running through our content on certain side at the moment, but uh, we'll stick with what we've gone with. Uh, what do we go with? I don't know which one. you Doctor Data, year, I think. But... I went with Doctor
2: Dada. Yeah. Yeah. I, just... I mean, why just use your formal title, which was Doctor Data Daryl, which yeah. is you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll just call you the man with many names, I, I guess. Yeah. is the way to do it. Um, you mentioned Fantasy Insider, so we'll start there. Um, there won't be a Fantasy Insider podcast this week, um, but we will be starting our DFS, uh, coverage from week two onwards, um, just due to some, uh, issues with, uh, Moneyball and Draft Stars going up a little bit later in the week. I get it. it, it week one sneaks up on people very quickly, but, uh, Stats Insider, though, we're, we're ready, ready to go and, uh, we're pleased that we were able to partner up with Stats Insider for, for a great season. And, uh, we love the site. The subscription packages look, uh, amazing. Can you just sell the audience about Stats Insider and the packages and, and what it does?
1: Yeah. So I think we talked very briefly about Stats Insider last year. Um, and it's moved on quite a bit since then. So Stats Insider is basically our platform for, um, tipping, betting and kind of sports fans generally. Um, all of the predictions and such that we publish on Stats Insider come from our machine learning models. So we've had those models now for, you know, for the fantasy sports stuff for two or three years. But as part of kind of what they do for fantasy sports, we're also kind of projecting match outcomes. And so we've been tracking results over that time, and it went really, pretty well. So um, we've kind of made that stuff more public this year. So Stats Insider kind of came online just before the AFL season, um, we kind of tested it with AFLW. Um and yeah, the results have been really good over the um NRL season. Um NRL has dominated. Um AFL, we're kind of breaking even roughly I think on head to head and line, but winning quite a bit on totals. Um and then obviously we've now got NFL on the site, mm-hmm. um college football we've also got, um as well as Premier League and La Liga. Um some of that information is free, so our kind of general match predictions and stuff, we some of that goes up each week for free. There's also featured games. Um we have kind of two levels of subscription packages on there. So we have a um ten bucks a week subscription, which basically gets you access to the game day projection. So the morning of the game, you can go on the website, you can see our full projections across, you know, um head to head line, total, um, uh, winning margin, correct score and a bunch of other markets depending on the sport. Um, and then we also have a fifty buck a week subscription which gets you access to the early line. So basically as soon as the bookmakers come out with their full market, so the lines and totals and stuff, um, those match pages go up and you can kind of get an advantage um on the line movement. So we're beating the closing line quite considerably across AFL and NRL, so the earlier you bet, the more advantage you get on those kind of things.
2: Nice. I think uh if the speed in which you're expanding is anything to go by. Uh, the money has to be coming from somewhere, so I think you must be you must be uh, be going pretty well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going pretty well. Um, yeah, we've been really pleased with how, but gone, the results and the way that we kind of built it out. Um, we've got the partnership um, with Tab, which started back with the World Cup, so we power the Edge product um, on Tab's website and app and so on. That started with the World Cup um Premier League and the Liga went up at the start of their seasons and um yesterday as we record this we launched um NFL, NRL and AFL on TAP. So um both so also kind of we've been really good for exposure and um really enjoying our partnership with them as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh you mentioned the word edge and that's a it's a big factor in the model and and projecting um certain plays and tips or, or whether you, you know, are willing to to lay down some money, however much that is, depends on whatever anyone's comfortable with. Um, yep. You know, always do not gamble beyond your means, but uh, explain to people the model and the edge, if, if for those that aren't playing at home, and, and what what type of percentage do you consider a marginal edge in your Stats Insider page for those that uh, are looking to sign up and, and, and benefit from uh, the numbers that it's shooting out?
1: Yeah, so the, the kind of betting thresholds vary by sport and that's kind of a combination of uh, analysis of past results, analysis of kind of seasonal trends. Um as a general case, if you're looking at a line market, so what amounts to a 50-50 market, um you're really that's kind of more like 52, 53% by the time you sort of pay the bigger or pay the bookmaker's margin on those bets. Uh, and we'd probably be looking at predicting something to be sort of 56 to 58% before we kind of suggest a bet on that side of a mm-hmm. um, betting market. So, yeah, I mean, in general, kind of the way that models work is they kind of trained to – they're trained on both profitability and on kind of predicting the home and the away scores um, individually as accurately as possible. Um, and it runs basically a, a series of 10,000 simulations of per match um And we get to a point where you know this is our average projection for the home team, this is our average projection for the away team. But of those 10,000 simulations, um, the home team won 5,600 of them. So we made them a 56% chance of winning that match. Um, and our models take in a whole bunch of variables. So not only kind of your thought, historic team stats and your historic player stats and things like the weather and so on, but they also take in a lot of information from the betting market. So what is the line movement being um, how is there kind of a bias towards certain teams? Um, we wrote some articles on that in the sense of AFL and Melbourne teams in the past. So trying to bring in a whole bunch of those different data sources. Um, there's some probably 150, 200 data points per sport um that get fed through the machine learning system. Um and then at the end of the day we also kind of we also weigh all of our models uh with the market as well. So there's Always a chance of some information that's in the market, um, would be that through social media or through other news sources that isn't accounted for by the model. So we never kind of assume that if we're saying something's 58%, it's then the market saying it's 50%. It's actually 58%. We kind of put it somewhere in between and that would kind of, you know, that would be a 54 or 56% play depending, um, on the sporting question.
2: There we go. Nice.
0: Outstanding. And what else is outstanding, Josh, is uh, we've been asked by Daryl and the team at Stats Insider, uh, apparently our opinion means a little something, and so we've been asked to, to give the expert opinions on every NFL match for Stats Insider uh, subscription uh, owners, uh, yes. so if you head to, to any NFL fixture on the uh, premium side of Stats Insider, you'll find our uh, expert opinions on the game, we're only up with Thursday night football, but uh, we'll be going up in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours for the rest of the games uh, on Monday morning. How exciting! Yeah. I'm, i um,
2: I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready.
0: Yep, you got your f- your fingers ready. Your, your wrists are ready. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, what's the What's the wrist condition you get from typing too much? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I'm gonna just go with arthritis. It's yeah, not like, I, I can't remember what it is, but <laughs> it's not I'm ready. That. Just loosen the joints and, and let's, uh, let's get cracking. I feel like typing in risk condition <laughs> is gonna bring up all kinds of the things.
0: On we're entering dangerous uh, territory here. <laughs> yeah, no, carpal tunnel that's syndrome. That's it, carpal tunnel syndrome. That's the one I'll seek it off. Thank nice. you. Uh, but we're ready. Well, we're we're By not the way, fearing. We're not as, fearing. So I type in wrist
2: condition. That's all I typed into Google. And another thing it says, people also ask, what is wrong with my wrist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Google know that. Yeah, there we go. Oh,
0: good. Well, I mentioned our expert opinion is up for Thursday night football and we both, Josh, have a play on that and Daryl has some strong opinions as well from the model. Talk us through the season opener. We have the defending Super Bowl champions hosting the Atlanta Falcons. The Philly are two and a half point favorites. The total is set
2: at forty five or forty five and a half, depending on where you look. I like the under for um Atlanta at Philly. The Philadelphia lineup that won the Super Bowl. I mean, Foles is back, but Foles in the preseason has looked quite rusty. I think that also No Aushon most likely is gonna is gonna hurt them as well. And um I think the loss of um I think the loss of Legaren Blount is going to be felt um despite you know adequate replacements behind him with J. Clement. Yep. Even Smallwood has looked good in preseason. But in regards to the under, so we've got some we've got some trends here that we we really like, especially um especially against Atlanta. So Atlanta in their last 5 games, they've gone under in their last in 10 out of the last 13 when playing against Philadelphia. Atlanta has gone the under. It's also gone under in six of Atlanta's last eight games when playing on the road at Philadelphia. And the total has also gone under in four of Philadelphia's last five games at home. So yep. a lot is screaming the under in this game just based on history. Yep. I think that it's also going to take a little bit for Philadelphia to gel. I think a lot of that total is based on last year's offense and how prolific they were and how well they went in the Super Bowl. Yep. But if you go back and look at the Super Bowl, some players just came off. There were some plays that Alshon bringing it down in the red zone, Clement bringing it down in the red zone, which were just yep. ridiculous touchdowns. That's not something that happens every week. Despite them going well last season, I think this they'll come out of the trap slowly. Yep. And I think uh, even if they finish strong, it won't be enough to get over the 45.5.
0: Yeah, I like the under as well. I like Atlanta plus 2.5 here. I, I actually like them just to win this game outright. I really like their team. I'm very high on Atlanta. Um, I've got the winning the Super Bowl if you listen to the podcast yesterday. Um, I just think they're gonna to be too strong. They're added offensively. They've had month, months to think about coming up short against them in a the divisional game where they lost, by the way, fifteen to ten, which is well under the uh the total of forty five and a half. Um so I like uh Atlanta as well. Daryl, uh what are your thoughts?
1: Um, so at the moment the model's got that one. Philly twenty four, Atlanta twenty two, so kind of a very minor lead towards Atlanta. Um, I mean, the market agrees with you. The market, I think, opened at 47 as a total on that game, and we're down to 45.5, 45 now. Um, I also would have bet Atlanta at the original kind of plus four, but that's down did. to you know, minus two and a half, minus two now.
0: Yeah, I got on Atlanta at plus four and, and 270 last week, so I'm quite happy that that total has moved right in. Um, yeah, definitely think... That's a it's a strong play, for, or at least well, for me. Well, you
2: watch Philadelphia win forty-four <laughs> nil. The under just wins. <laughs>
0: Everything's great. <laughs> mo- uh, mo- moving on, Pittsburgh minus three and a half at Cleveland. Uh You and I, Josh, don't really have a play here on this, um, but Daryl has some thoughts on this one. Yes, yeah, so
1: we got Cleveland winning forty-one percent simulation, um so that qualifies it as a value bet at the moment on Sports Insider. Um obviously watching for two moves a bit on that one um the market I think is also kind of moved in Pittsburgh opened at minus seven and then now down to minus three and a half um, 47 and a half to forty five and a half on the total, so again moves towards kind of um under and the underdog so um yeah, Cleveland in that one
2: yeah um uh, I mean Cleveland is going to be fired up they i mean if they've ever had a reason to be fired up before, this is this is it. This is it. Um, also, Pittsburgh typically don't play nearly as well away yep. um, compared to at home. But I mean, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard
0: to it's hard to put money on the Browns just over yeah. the last
2: two years. But also, <laughs> like the,
0: the values here, like this might be the time where you can get them at a, at a pretty good price because if they do beat Pittsburgh in comfortable fashion, the market's going to adjust heading onto week two and week three and onwards. Uh, moving on, Cincinnati at Indy. Uh, Colts are minus three. The total is at forty-eight and a half. Firm no play for me for my Colts here. Um, I I like Cincy. I think they're a pretty good team. But then Andrew Luck is just a complete wild card at this point. I'm not sure how he's going to play. He's looked pretty good in the preseason, but who knows when the you know the preseason jumps to the regular season, the speed and the intensity increases. So um, it's a firm no play for me, uh, Daryl.
1: Basically a no play. I think we've got a minor lean to Cincinnati. Um, that one opened Indianapolis minus one and a half, they're now out for minus three, which is probably luck looking okay in preseason. Um, I won't be betting it.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Uh, Tennessee minus one at Miami. Total is 45. Uh, this was, this is one of the ones that when I saw the stats inside a page, I knew you were going to have some thoughts on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we're pretty big on Miami on this one. It's probably one of the bigger plays, um, I've seen the model produce on US sports. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I guess we'll find out. Monday morning. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think we have Miami winning 57% or so of the simulations. Um, uh, they're a small underdog, right? So they're what, plus one now? Yep. Something like that. Um, you get a slightly better price on the money line. Um, so yeah, Miami, Miami money line for me.
2: Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, it's a wait and see. I think there's, there's so much unknown for me. That's why I'm staying away. But, uh, yeah, no. Nah.
0: There's a, and there's an edge here. Plus 13% at the one and a half Damn. on the uh, Stats Insider here. It's got the sunglasses emoji next to it, which
2: is... That's how you I mean, know. know. it's legit. That's which uh, I love, by the way. That's I a love, guy just sitting back with his sunglasses on that. going, yeah. I know I, something you don't. It's
0: great. Like, you don't even have to be able to read to, to, to <laughs> take advantage of Stats Insider. Like, it's just outstanding. I mean, colorblindness
2: might be a thing. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you
0: see the sunglasses, you see the shade, you know. You know. That's a play. Uh, San Francisco at Minnesota, minus six and a half.
2: Total is 46, Josh. Just no play from you? No play for me, just because we so don't know how San Fran's going to look again. Yeah. Um, it's not so much I am doubting Minnesota's talent. It's more how will San Francisco look, and that's why I'm staying away. Yep. Uh, Daryl?
1: Um, we have San Francisco winning 35% of the simulation. So, if you look at the kind of, if you take that betting market and turn it into 100%, the bookies kind of have them winning 31%. So, yeah, small edge there. Um yeah, I, seven, and a, six, seven, plus seven and a half, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think small bet on the money line for me. Um, this is one of those ones. As you say, it's a bit of unknowns. Um, I, we trade quite well on unknowns. So AFLW, I think if you bet every underdog, for example, you'd have made a fortune.
0: Yeah, um, I do that in the big bash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think trade on the unknowns, I think, 35% of the time in this one. I think, yeah, you're a decent price.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. I am worried, though. I saw a tweet from Evan Silver before. The last 10-point total surrendered by Minnesota at home were 10, 19, 17, 14, 10, 16, 7, 7, 10, and 24. Um, it's pretty impressive uh, consistent streak there from their defense. So um, Jimmy Garoppolo's never lost a game. Um, so he's gonna be, if he does continue that win streak, it's going to be a, quite an impressive purple wave that he's going to have to uh, overcome there. Uh moving on Houston at New England. New England are six point favourites. The total set at fifty and a half. Uh Josh, you have a play here. Uh you're you're on Houston plus plus six.
2: Yeah, I would like it a little bit higher, but um even the six I like. New England typically come out slow. That's what this is mainly based on as well as last last year we saw um New England and Houston play an incredible game with New England winning by a field goal. And I think it was like 36-33 or something along those lines. And Houston should have won that game. There was a drop. uh, Someone dropped a pass in the end zone. Yeah. And like that game was incredible. And I just think they're going to be fired up to play again. And I don't think... I mean, Edelman's out. I know they have weapons everywhere. But I just think they've lost so many pieces that... They generally start slow. I wouldn't be surprised to see Houston win, but plus uh, plus six for Houston. Oh, yeah. I really like. I wouldn't mind buying a point
0: and just taking maybe a lesser price and just get that touchdown cover. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, six is six was just hard for me to I think. Last week you could have got the the seven, seven and a half. Yeah, uh, Dara, what what are your thoughts? Uh,
1: yeah, pretty much exactly that. Um, I'd have much preferred seven and a half. Um, seven, I think, is doable. Buying a point. Yeah, depending on the value, depending on the pricing, Um if you do a bit of shopping round at, you know, some of the wilder places, you might manage to get <laughs> seven at reasonable prices. Um, Houston, we've got winning 38% of the simulation. I think, again, I'd like them as a, you know, reasonably priced, speculative moneyline play for a small portion of the moneyline bankruptcy.
0: Yeah, all right, there we go. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, minus nine and a half totals, forty nine and a half. No Jameis Winston for the Bucks. Ryan Fitzpatrick starting, um, just under that ten point line, which is a, a you know a key number. We just talked about a touchdown there. Um, New New Orleans, one of the highly rated teams going in the final. You have the win in the Super Bowl, Josh. I do. Um, so at home here against
2: Tampa Bay, but still a no play. Just a, it's too big. It's just too big for week one. Yeah, too big for week one. I it's not going to surprise me at all because Tampa Bay don't look like one of the high scoring offenses, in uh, high scoring teams in the league. But, uh, yeah, it's too, it's too much of a line for week one for me. Yep. Uh, Daryl? Um,
1: this is going to be the same old refrain as we've talked about previously, but I, I think Tampa Bay are slightly too big at the money line prices that are out there at the moment. Um, it's another one where I probably have a small speculative play on Tampa Bay as a big odds.
0: Mm, there we go. That's juicy. Nice. Hanging some onion, Daryl. I like it. This, this model, this model's Larry. It's good. Um, alright. Jacksonville minus three at the Giants. Total is 43 and a half. Uh, I'm just keen for this match from the narrative perspective. Um, which, which, is still a firm no play for me, but Tom Coughlin versus the Giants. I'm Just grabbing the popcorn here and watching Odell Beckham take on, uh, Jalen Ramsey. That's going to be fun. Uh, we're, you sit sneaky like the Giants here.
2: Yeah, I just think people are too cold on the Giants at the moment. That's kind of the reason, that's the kind of the feel I'm going with. And I think people are just too high on the Jags. Um, yeah, there are a few storylines, like you said, Coughlin and, um, going to the Giants and things like that. I don't know. I just, I think it'll be close and, you know, I, I could see the upset happening, but I mean, I'm staying away, but I don't mind the Giants. Yeah.
0: The Jags are one team that I could see some big regression from this season, but, um, I just, Still, you can't trust Eli Manning against this jags defense, and uh I definitely no play for me here uh Daryl uh,
1: I think we have this orange at the moment on Jacksonville. I mean this point open minus three is still minus three um reverse because nobody's interested in it, or the price is exactly right. I don't know, but um <laughs> yeah, I think we'd take Jacksonville probably at minus two, maybe minus two and a half. Three is obviously such a big number um i wouldn't be I won't personally be betting the minus three um, minor value anything yep
0: all right buffalo at baltimore uh the total is 40 and a half baltimore uh, minus seven this is a firm play for me i took baltimore minus six and a half late last week so i'm really happy about that um i think this might increase a little bit maybe start seven and a half um come game day uh the bills announced nathan peterman as their starting quarterback um, which we said yesterday on the pod is pretty much code for we're tanking this season um, and Baltimore are one of the teams that I really like this year. I think um, a lot of people are sleeping on them as a team. I like their defense. I feel like Joe Flacco is going to be uh, much more improved. Uh, Buffalo, I think, yeah, as we said, probably the worst team in the league. And uh, Peterman, despite having a strong preseason, we all remember how terribly he performed in an NFL game last season um, when he came on after they benched Tarod Taylor just through interception after interception. Meanwhile, on the other side of the field, Joe Flacco looks a lot better than he did last season. Um, Drafting Lamar Jackson kind of shot a rocket up him, I think, and they've added some weapons for him. Um, So I think they're going to have a strong running game, increased uh, health and and pass-catching abilities on offense, and their defense is steady as a rock. So I think Baltimore minus seven is a play
2: for me i I agree, um it's pretty much solely down to the whole Peterman factor didn't it wasn't his last game he threw no five five, five interceptions six, were yeah. the his uh his first start last year, wasn't it, or something yeah, it was, like that so it was. it's awful um and Baltimore they have a young fast defense that I think could cause him problems all day. I think um I think you'll see the line for buffalo their total about sixteen and a half points um for the for just Buffalo's total. I like the under there. Um yep. <laughs> yeah. I like Baltimore minus seven though.
0: Yeah, uh he was he threw five interceptions in the first half, And uh, Nathan Peterman against uh the Chargers last season. Uh Daryl, what's the what's the model? Are they, are we all in agreements here?
1: Pretty much, yeah. And the line, I think the seven is basically what's stopping us from having a value bet on this. Um if we if we could get minus six and a half on Forty more, I think we'd be green. Um, but no objection, I think even minus seven is possibly worth a small investment
0: okay i think we might have our uh, first annual uh lock of the week here uh where all three of us are in agreement here so i'm going to lock that up for all those playing at home the highlighters on um on the google doc here it is a lock of the week baltimore minus seven um at buffalo congrats buffalo on your first win because uh the lock here from us is probably the eternal curse but uh there we go. We are first lock of the week for the season. Uh, moving on. Kansas City, uh, travel to the, to Los Angeles, to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are minus three and a half favorites. The total is 48. Fern, no play from me. I do like the Chargers. I am low on the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes basically making his debut. I know he has played in an NFL game, but this is since he's been announced starter. He's had the off season. Um, he's, you know, very much like luck. Um, a bit of a
2: wild card. Who knows what's going to happen in this? So I, I'm just it's a clear avoid for me. Um, just nothing. I'm just I I really like my homes. I think my homes is going to have a a good year, but at the moment it's just it's too much for unknown. I just I, to be honest, I don't like the fact that um that there's so much hype on the charges. <laughs> I I. I'd like them just to fly under the radar for a year. It feels like for the last three years, everyone's been like, "Look at how good they're going to go," and then they get injuries <laughs> and things like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's complete no play for me. Yep. Daryl.
1: Uh, basically a no play. We maybe could be tempted to on the under very slightly, but yeah, no real interest in
0: it. Yep. Uh, moving on, Seattle at Denver. Denver minus three. Uh, totals forty-two and a half. Um, there'll be some interesting team news over the course of the next few days on that, uh, surrounding the, uh, status of L Thomas. At the moment, it's looking like he, uh, he won't be playing. So that, that line could move anywhere. Um, who knows what that's going to do. Um, if I could get Denver two and a half anywhere, uh, I would lean towards that just because playing at mile high is such a big advantage, um, for that team and at mile high. So that would be the way I'm going. Josh,
2: you're, a, you're a no play. I'm a no play only for the fact that, uh, s- Russell Wilson just seems to step up in the big games and I think this is the kind of game that he might you know surprise a few I think there's a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of doubters on Seattle especially going into week one going to mile high and Denver for me uh, despite me thinking they're going to have you know a nine and seven season I think they they might be a little slow to come out the gates and you know they do have a lot of new pieces they do have a new rookie running back and they do have a new quarterback and some of their wide receivers are getting older so it could be a you know, it could be a slow start for them, but yeah, yep. um, it's a no play. Darrell?
1: And we said basically all this podcast that, so, you know, three is a key number. Um, I think it shows them this one. I mean, we're slightly leading towards Seattle. I wouldn't take them unless I can get plus three and a half.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be a trend most of the year. It's just <laughs> the way NFL works That three and a half, six and a half lines. They're always so crucial. Uh, the only pick and match of the, of, of the round, although I think, you know, Tennessee, Miami might eventually start picking, but... Washington at Arizona, pick'em game, totals 44. Firm no play from both of us here, although Josh is a fan of Washington, but he's just a little bit unsure about Sam Bradford.
2: You couldn't get a bigger supporter of Washington than me this season and they're a rival of my team, And but this is all down to Sam Bradford. Can Sam Bradford come in and just, you know... Really shocks some people because we've seen it in the past. For a week have, one last year, he does have these steady games where he just produces, has a high completion percentage, and keeps the game, um, keeps the team in it. And Johnson's back, so we don't know what he's capable of. So yep. yeah, if I if I was to pick, I think Washington and Washington could still win convincingly, but uh, it's a no play. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, we have Washington winning fifty-four percent. I think it barely covers the juice uh, pass.
0: Yep. Some more passes here from us in the next few games. Dallas at Carolina minus three. Totals at 43. Um, there's just so much uncertainty about both offensive lines, uh, for Carolina and Dallas. Um, that I'm just going to go with a firm pass. There's a lot of new pieces on the Dallas offense. There's a lot of new pieces on the Carolina offense as well. So I'm just avoiding this game.
1: Me too. Uh, yep, me
0: too. <laughs> Moving on, Chicago at Green Bay <laughs> minus seven and a half. Green Bay, Chicago. Obviously, some big team news during the week. Khalil Mack joining the team, and it looks like he's going to start week one as well. Despite, uh, I mean, you can't not. No, me. you got to. He's fired up. He's ready to go. Um, so you know that seven and a half is a interesting line here. Um, Green Bay have you know historically, Aaron Rodgers has played very well against them. Um and has put up big numbers, but this is probably the best Chicago Bears defense since the one that
2: carried Rex Grossman to a Super Bowl appearance. Yep. Um he he does look good in the uni. Yeah. Mac does look quite scary in that yep. uniform. Um solid nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah, 10? good jersey match. <laughs> good jersey match to yeah. that complexion. Is that yeah, what you got? Yeah, I mean, he
0: just it just suits him. He looks good, he looks like a bear.
2: Yeah, uh no play for me. I don't like I don't like that number. That seven and a half number scares me off a little bit. Um I do think Chicago will surprise some people, but that line is right around that mark that I like.
1: Um, So I took Bears and Bears plus seven and a half and Bears plus seven and a half and under um, about an hour and a half ago when I was looking at this one and preparing the podcast. Bears (laughs) opened, I think they're plus nine. um, They're into seven and a half now. I could see that moving in even towards seven by game time. So that's why I took that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So there we go. So nine, the nine, and then pre-match, the pre-Mac trade. So Khalil Mack. just a second, just putting on a bet. Hang potentially <laughs> worth, potentially worth uh, one and a half points, Khalil Mack, There you go. Ooh. Um, but no, good signs there for Chicago trending in the right direction. All right, the last two games is uh, the New York Jets at Detroit. Detroit are six and a half point favorites. Totals forty-five. We've got Sam Darnold making his first NFL start officially. Um, as a 21 year old rookie quarterback. So that's a no play for me just straight off the bat. Josh, you like the Jets here, plus six and a half.
2: I like Sam Donald. I think he, he's the kind of player that he's one of the most ready, uh, rookie quarterbacks to come into the league in a little bit. I, I can't see why they expecting Patricia. Like, I get that Jets are, uh, you know, they're not expected to go too well, but I don't think that Patricia coaching in his first game as a head coach with the Lions, there's so, there's so much, um, that's unknown in this game and i think that donald is going to surprise a few and i do think it's going to be a close game i don't think it's going to be an exciting game but i can see it being a low grinding affair with you know the jets keeping it close possibly possibly to a field goal or something like that i do think that despite there being no pass rush from the jets i do think their defense is slightly underrated i i do think they do have some good pieces there that might cause detroit problems so I, that that's that's the way I'm leaning. There you go. New York plus six and a half. Darrell, what,
0: what does the uh, model do? Does it agree with Woot?
1: Um, we're more or less in line with the market. I think we've got everything kind of within the range of the juice. Um, I think you might be able to get some plus sevens, uh, which might lean us slightly towards um, the Jets, but, yeah, otherwise staying away. Yep.
0: Okay, and the last game of the round, the Los Angeles Rams minus four. They travel to Oakland to take on the Raiders total is 49 and a half which is also the average age of the Oakland Raiders um, after John Gruden signed kept signing veterans all season um I I have a play here I like the Rams minus four I just think the stars are aligning for for a, an impressive first week victory for them I know it kind of reeks of a trap game given the how bad a week the Raiders are having everything's pointing everything towards the Rams but I just think Signing Aaron Donald, locking him down for the future. They've added Nidomik and Sue, Akeed Tlaib, Marcus Peters on defense. Um, they're all rested and, and ready to go. I think Sean McVay's done the correct approach to the preseason, not risking any players to severe injuries. I think they're going to be healthy and fresh. They're a much, much better team. Um, and when I look at my uh, roster ratings and rankings that I do personally, um, the Raiders now are one of the, the bottom five teams in the NFL for me after losing Khalil Mack. They're only sort of elite tier player on defense um they they've dropped significantly in my rankings so there's a big gap between um my rankings here i'm just looking at it as a percentage i've got the Raiders like at a 59 percent and the rams in in the 70s percent so there's a, a bit of a gap there between uh sorry the rams are an 80 percent, so there's a 30 percent gap for me in terms of uh my ratings there so i think the rams minus four is is the way to go and one last thing, Oakland are 1-6-1 and against the spread in their last eight games against the Rams. So, taking
2: the Rams. Damn. Um <clears throat> I'm not going to elaborate too much on that. I do agree with what you said. I think there's a lot of negativity in Oakland at the moment, and I don't think they're going to be... I think, you know, obviously they're going to still root for their team, but there's just still so much. Like, I think if the defense doesn't show up, the crowd could really get on the coach's back and say, look, we need a pass rush or something like that. And I just see it not going down too well in Oakland, especially first week against um, a team as complete as the Rams. Um, I also like the under a lot. Now I don't, I can see the Rams putting up points, but I can't see Oakland doing it against this defense that has, you know, the likes of Marcus Peters, Tlaib, Dominick and Sue, They're just, they're loaded. Plus Aaron Donald, who decided to show up. Yep. So that's like, they're just ridiculous. I don't have, I don't think that this line, you know, at 50 points, there's any real reason to be that high. I can't see it getting that Mm. high. I really like the under there.
0: Yeah. Like, how are they going to run the ball against Sue and Donald in the middle? And then passing the ball, they lost Crabtree and they replaced him with Jordy Nelson, who did not look great last year. Amari's had some drop issues. So, yeah, I, I like that play as well. Uh, what if? What are you going? Are you going the complete opposite to us, aren't you? <laughs> um,
1: well, we agree on the under. Um, so We're leaning towards under. Um, this is one I'll be interested to see how the kind of the model evolves over the next three, four days as we're getting kind of more information in and the markets updating and so on. Um, the market here moved from um, basically a pick'em game to Rams minus four, um, and typically, kind of those kind of betting trends, we try and kind of make sure they're somewhat on the other side um eventually. yeah The bottle the market sometimes has a habit of moving a bit too far one way and then kinda of going back. Um but yeah, it's not one I've bet yet. Um it's one I'll probably try and keep an eye on, see what it looks like nearer the game time. But yeah, agree on the under at the moment we're leaning over.
0: Yeah, I got on um late last week, minus three when the rumblings were happening about Mac and um I still like it at minus four. Uh, I just yeah, I just like the Rams too much here. So this is the ultimate sort of Man versus machine uh, selection here on us. Uh,
2: the man versus machine. The machine.
0: We could we could label <laughs> that. We have a lock of the week where we all agree, and then we could have a man versus machine. So, um, of of all those games, Daryl, before we finish off the podcast, uh, what what's probably your most confident aside from obviously Baltimore? Um, would it be the the, the Miami pick we with the model?
1: Yeah, I think the Miami game and Bears game are probably the kind of two that we'd lean towards. Um, but uh, hopefully an underdog. Mm-hmm heavy
0: week one yeah it would shake things up a little bit um certainly for months and months of hype put, to see you know the Packers lose to the Bears and it'd
2: put the model on the map that's for sure if yeah. they come out <laughs> that convincingly yep so just to clarify
0: my three plays for the week I'm taking Atlanta plus two and a half in Thursday night football I'm taking Baltimore minus seven um at home against Buffalo and minus for the Rams on the road in Oakland and Josh your three plays my three plays
2: are. Ah, oh, I've got about four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I do like. I do like the under in the Philly Atlanta game. I like Houston plus six against New England. I like the Baltimore game, obviously, which is our lock. Yep. Um, the Jets to pull maybe an upset. No, but I do like the the Jets plus six and a half against the Lions, um, and I do like my two uh, Rams plays. I do like Los Angeles minus four. My most. I think my. Favorite bet is the under in that game, though under under fifty points.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I'm in agreement with you as well. Under in the Philly Atlanta game as well. So some strong plays there from all of us here um, at the punt return. We'll keep track of all of our plays um, every week and update you with a percentage. Please look out for our expert um, opinions on Stats Insider. If you sign up for those packages, there you'll be able to see um, our thoughts on every game. Um, you know, some of these games we had to quickly breeze over here, but we'll have some more thoughts, in depth thoughts. On that game, as we find out more information from team lineups and whatnot. And obviously, Daryl, the model, um, you guys keep track of all your wins and losses and and your records as as the season progresses.
1: Yep, so all of the results um, are published on the website as a breakdown and graphs and so on. Um, At the moment, they're graded against closing lines um, over the next month or so. That'll be expanded to kind of show what it would be against opening lines, against kind of your market, best market prices, as well as closing lines. Um, I'd also emphasize obviously we've gone through all of the games here with what the model's currently got, but that will change. I mean the model basically runs once an hour right up till game time. Yep. Um so as it pulls in more information, um you'll expect to see some of those um percentages change back and forward and see how it responds to the market as well. So um always worth keeping an eye on that and see having Progress over the next few days, but it should be a good weekend again.
0: Yeah, and how was week one in college football for you guys? I'm not sure if you have the numbers or anything, but how, how was the first week?
1: Um, it was slightly down, I think, week one. Um, there was a few, there was a couple of the bigger bets that we had, um, didn't come through. We had a few decent results on the total. Uh, again, college football is one of those really weird ones where, uh, not really weird, but I guess it's different in the sense that there's so much to play at turnover. Yep. So when we look at kind of the results in past season, you're kind of down to break even kind of week one, week two. um, You kind of get week three onwards. You kind of got a bit more information. And then you also tend to get a bit of a downwards trend towards the end of the season. That's uh, kind of the market. And everyone else is kind of a bit more adjusted to what's going on. Yeah, I think so, you,
0: you explained exactly yeah. how we went last season. You you start you started a little bit iffy weeks sort of one and two, and then three to ten are really good. And then it starts to... Drop off again as, um, some players sit out, um, you know, worrying about their bodies and things for the NFL and that sort of stuff.
1: Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, the middle of the season is kind of the time to jump on college football. Um, we're expanding the number of games we have this week. I think we had only, we had 30 or so of 120 or so last week and we've got a few more on there this week. So yeah, looking forward to the college football as well. It's a good way to spend Sunday morning.
0: Awesome. All right. Uh, Josh, any final thoughts on week one before we, uh, head off? No. Uh best of luck everyone and uh you know, happy betting, safe yeah, betting. Exactly. Um and you can follow us on Twitter at Woot and Y, you can follow Josh. At this is Woot. Follow me at J Y N F L and you can follow Daryl and the Stats Insider team over at
1: dot com dot AU, um at Stats Insider on Twitter and I'm at D P Woodford on Twitter.
0: Yeah, awesome. All right, well uh we'll be back next week with some DFS and uh some more Stats Insider. We'll we'll catch up on our week one results and uh, get get stuck into week two. And uh, please check out Stats Insider. And if you haven't listened to our podcast from yesterday, please check that out as well.